Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 
but just being there, just like, yo, we out, we in these streets. So uh, Boston kind of has that same, like, you on the East Coast vibe, you okay. know, until it like gargoyles on the buildings and stuff, like all the old statues. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know I know it's not a, um, I know it's not probably a thing for that at least black people are supposed to say about Boston, but Boston's actually a great city. Um, I like it a man, lot. Yeah, so. I've always liked Boston, man. Boston, <laughs> I've always had a good time in Boston. Like, you know, I love seafood. So, you know, yeah. Boston's a great place. Like, I haven't had any problems in Boston. I'm not saying there aren't problems. Right. You know, like, clearly there are problems in Boston, yes. but, you know. Yes. <laughs> Has your daughter been to, has she been to Boston? Before? She was really little the last time we went. Okay. She was really small, so she don't remember. But she's kind of excited about it. My yeah, wife is a big like sightseer type, you know. So she loves like sightseer going type. to see. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I want to see this and that and that. So that's gonna be a little irritating, but your wife sounds perfect. I love her already. Um, so you're gonna be. <laughs> You're going to be in Boston. Um, do you think, because I know coming into it, people were like, I felt like a lot of Warriors fans were rooting for Miami um, because they thought it would have been the more favorable matchup for the Warriors. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I think it was definitely the more favorable matchup. Um, I do think, though, if Miami wins that series, it would probably be proof of why you shouldn't be <laughs> thinking it's so favorable like that they're just tough man you know and to win that series would have been like you know a staple of just how tough it is and teams like that just don't be dying right but Boston is clearly a tougher matchup for the Warriors I think that's that's pretty obvious it was obvious in the regular season and it's obvious like watching these teams play they just don't have Miami doesn't have the defenders that Boston has right right when um, Boston lost game six and Draymond Green made his comments about, <laughs> um, you know, we're going to be playing Boston, uh, the, the Heat players didn't think too kindly about it. And then there was like a whole debate on, you know, I mean, Dre is the new media as he, as he coins it. So, you know, I think just everyone adjusting to this new idea of like a player who's currently playing and being in the media talking is something people have to get used to but there was a, a debate around whether he should have said that people not liking it um did, what did you think about his comments i mean i think shaq put him on the spot first off right you know shaq was like wouldn't let him, he wouldn't he tried to get out of it but shaq wouldn't let him go he's like no tell me draymond don't be playing <laughs> but but draymond is like ridiculously smart <laughs> and so i think he gave the answer where he would win either way. Okay. Right. If if Miami pulls out that series and wins, I think he knows they're playing a favorable matchup. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if Boston, if he's right, Boston wins, he's right. Right. Like I told you. So win-win. Yeah. I don't I, Draymond is so smart, man. <laughs> I can see that. I think he's trying to do a little Jedi mind trick. Everyone. Oh yeah, no question. Like he he can't he couldn't lose in that situation. If Miami wins, he's like, good. I I just set it up so we can play the opponent that we have a better matchup against. And if you know, <laughs> now it looks like he's a genius. That that's me projecting 
the the genius Jedi onto Draymond. That's that's what I figured he was up to. So the Celtics, I mean, I think the better team won the series ultimately. So, you know, I get it that Miami was banged up and everything, but I do think the better team won the series. Um, Boston's defense, I mean, their offense, it gets stagnant at times. So right now everyone's talking about their defense, especially on the wings and like how much problems it will give the Warriors, which I want to talk about. But like, to me, like, I feel like, people are not talking about the defensive team that the Warriors are or can be. So like, to me, the real difference here, I mean, there's lots of differences, but it's really Boston's offense, right? Because it gets stagnant at times. And like, like, I mean, they almost let the heat come back and win at the end, you know, that Jimmy three, you know, that everyone's talking about is questionable, but like they, I mean, the Warriors let teams back in too. So I can't say that's unique to um, the Celtics, but they struggle to score the basketball. Um, so when you're looking at this matchup and you're looking at the two teams, um, where do you see like the favorable, I guess, um, what's favorable for Boston in this matchup? They're going to have the most length, right? Um, they're probably going to have, yeah, they'll have more athleticism probably. Um, where else do you see like some, um, matchup advantages for them? Uh, they, they shoot the ball pretty well, like not consistently. But they get hot, you know, they'll have these games where they just go crazy from three and they bring in guys who can hit threes. And as we've seen, the Warriors can get a little like out of pocket with their three point defense, right? They, 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 they play the whole protect the paint. They aren't playing big. So they protect the paint and they just believe they will get out to shooters, but sometimes that burns them and I think they bank on it not burning them for a whole series but Boston is a team that can get hot for you know a game you know they'll there was a few games in this playoffs where they just went nuts from three and it's like yo who who is this team when Marcus Smart is hitting threes that's pretty much ball game that's like Draymond yeah, hitting like threes. Dray- <laughs> <laughs> right that's ball game they bring they... in Derek White and Peyton Pritchard, like who can shoot, you know, Al Horford can shoot. So that's one of the things like the Warriors do like to, you know, they're going to press up on Jason Tatum. They're going to make him drive Jalen Brown, same thing, but that drive and that kick, like if Boston makes shots, they'll be really tough to beat. Just like Dallas was when they made shots to me, that's right. the advantage. They do have quite a few shooters. They just, they aren't consistent, but they're streaky. So when they get hot, they're on. And when they're on, they're really tough to beat. Boston tends to do that a lot on the road. They seem to play better on the oh, road yeah. than they do at home. Do you think they're going to be the first team this postseason to win a game at Chase? I do think it's definitely possible. <laughs> I, I definitely think that this team can win. Uh, you know, it's, it's so tough, man. These aren't the same Warriors, right? This this Warriors team we're watching now, we haven't seen this team all year. Like, this isn't the team that they played in March when they came in and kind of suffocated the Warriors in a way. Like, that was that was a beatdown, right? And the Warriors walked away from that like, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> right? I remember, I remember talking to people about it. It's like, look, if we see them in the finals, you know, we'll have to figure them out. But, you know, they're tough. They're legit. I mean, they held the Warriors to 88 points. Obviously, Steph got hurt in that game. But they, they didn't score 
They didn't score. I think they had like 30 some points in the first half. Like it was a right. clinic. So their ability to play defense and potentially make shots on the road, it makes the Warriors vulnerable. But what, what we haven't seen from the Warriors in this postseason is them not being clutch. And that's what kind of Boston Boston breaks you down and then at the end of the games, like the other team kind of falls apart. And the Warriors have been really clutch, especially in fourth quarters. Like Steph takes over in the fourth. You know, they the Warriors end up wearing you down. So this is such a different team. Like I don't I don't think anything we've seen from the Warriors before these playoffs can be factored into the into the the algorithm because they're just different. Like everybody's right. playing different. Clay looks different. So they're sort of learning on the fly together in the and in they the got playoffs. everybody healthy. They got everybody healthy and they know what they're doing. And it's a big difference. Draymond talks about this all the time. It's a big difference when these dudes are preparing for a team than, than opposed, as opposed to a team coming in town, you got to shoot around and figure it out, and then you're on to the next one. It's like, nah, all right, they've already been preparing for Boston, right? They've already been thinking about I mean, they were preparing for Boston and Miami, but this franchise has been looking at Boston as a potential finals you know uh, uh foe so they are well versed with the celtics they know what's up they've been thinking about and preparing for boston so that's a different factor right now it's like you give steph draymond clay you give steve kerr you know and that staff time it, it's just gonna be a tougher foe i know people look at this like boston is a tough team to beat but the warriors have shown nothing other than like toughness at chase center like they they'll let you they'll let you in the game right they'll mess around but but they've closed really well in these playoffs yeah i mean to your point about the clutch because like last night in game seven right in the heat versus celtics they only like they didn't score for like a few minutes right like several possessions it was just some marcus (laughs) marcus um smart free throws and he took like the last four or five shots which i didn't yeah understand right so and i feel like i see that from them a lot um i have to imagine yes. email's gonna want to <laughs> clean that up but like you see it sort of regular hold on you don't want marcus smart taking all the shots at the end oh i saying? do but i mean he has to know <laughs> that that's an issue and that's what teams want yeah. right oh no question well, you got tatum and Jalen brown yeah, yeah. Smart. go go crazy marcus smart right like that i mean that's kind of what you hope for uh i was watching like what is marcus smart doing like i was like in dismay (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's the gift and the curse of the streakiness right when them dudes make shots they get a little like it's almost works to your advantage sometimes it's like dylan brooks you know he make a couple shots early and it's (laughs) like all right you know he getting up 25 and that's that's gonna be a net a net positive for you marcus smart is one of those guys and he'll have a game where he there he's gonna make them and Boston's gonna win. Uh, the Warriors are not gonna sweep the Celtics, <laughs> right? But Boston has to beat the Warriors four times, and I think if like yo they know they're gonna get hot again, they're gonna get us a game. But over the long haul, that's a strategy that's not gonna work. And Steve Kerr is a master at the long game, even if it looks like he should be playing a short game. 
Like he's a master at the <laughs> long con. <laughs> this is a series though, where like, I think, I mean, look, it always benefits them, but I think their, their movement, right. is really going to benefit them and make it hard on the Celtics. Cause they haven't had to guard a team like this. I mean, I know last night in his post game, um, Ime said that like Miami sort of kind of started to prepare them a little bit for the Warriors, but it's really nothing prepares you for the Warriors until you play them. Um, I think I we think, learned that right in this yeah. playoffs. <laughs> it sounds yeah. good. So you got to face them. Right. So I just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. And like he started going seven deep as that Miami series wore on. Right. So like, I don't know, like are all of those, us all are, are all of their guys going to be playable in that series? And like Rob Williams is clearly still struggling. So I don't know if he's playing every game in the series. Like I can see where he might have one game off or another game off. Um, And I mean, I know Marcus Smart was out there playing, but like he still had like a really bad ankle turn, you know, and he's going to be out there chasing stuff around. I just, you know, the Warriors are rested, which they need as the older team. I know that Steph like you know turned his ankle in like that very last game looked like he was struggling to move a little bit I don't know if it was that serious but he got hurt um it sounds like Otto and um GP2, GP2. maybe yeah. coming back but I I mean I just don't know about the bodies in the series for either team yeah I think the difference is going to be Jordan Poole Andrew Wiggins okay. Otto Porter you know I mean, Steph's going to be Steph. You know you're going to get two or three vintage games from Clay, where he just goes off. Really? Two or three, like, you think? Okay. What you think at one? No, I don't know. Oh. I do think, I think Clay <laughs> is, I would love to see that. I think that, because a lot of people, you know, Clay, so like the first series, he looked pretty good versus Denver. Then Memphis, like, I think that like the Memphis matchup was particularly hard for Clay. And I think in the last series, Dallas was really trying to make sure Clay didn't go off. But I don't know if the Celtics are going to be guarding him the same way. So I feel like this will be a better series for him. Yeah, he had two, three good shooting games against Memphis. Uh, four for six in game three, three for six in game five. But game five didn't even count. We might as well throw that out. Right. You know, eight for 14 games. Okay, maybe. They need two from him. I think they need two from him. Okay. Uh, but you know that you know they're going to, you know, devote their resources to shutting down Steph and Clay. That's where Jordan Poole. Here's the thing. Here's the th- the other thing that Miami didn't have. They didn't have a second playmaker. They didn't have a second dude who could break down the defense while you're chasing Steph. That. That proved to be the demise of Memphis, <laughs> the demise of Dallas, right? Um, and as much as you know, you know, they went seven. I love Drew Holiday, but he wasn't that guy. For no. them. like he, when right. when he was good, they won. And that just shows you when you have a second dude who can break down a defense against the third or fourth best defenders, like that's huge. Like who, when Jordan Poole comes in and he's playing next to Steph. Who's defending him? And the the there is like if you're Boston, you've seen the blueprint, right? Just body him up, be physical. He's gonna fall down, and you know. <laughs> I <laughs> love that you asked that question to him. By the way, I mean he's always falling. Something, yeah, but he answered always... it like with respect to layups. But he falls all the time. Like it's not yeah, just yeah. with the layup. He, he 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 couldn't he couldn't go bad on a shoe deal. He couldn't bring. <laughs> 
I just it's like if they if they try to put a big on Jordan Poole, he's getting to the cup. And that's kind of how they do it. They they really trust Al Horford. So it's just a lot to guard. And then we haven't even talked about Wiggins, right? Like Andrew Wiggins, if he's the slashing aggressive, I do think this is a Kaminga series, but I also thought Memphis was, so let me shut up. But <laughs> people who, while you face facing Steph and you take away threes, people who get to the bucket, like that's how you break down a defense. So to me, the Warriors have a lot more offensive weapons than anybody Boston's face. And I don't know if you fully could take away Steph with Marcus Smart. I just no. don't. I, you just don't. Especially I mean, it Steph hasn't is, happened. We've seen them play each other happened. a lot. You know, like Marcus is a very great defender, but he can't like one-on-one by himself. But they're not going to put, they're not even going to do that. They're going to run him through a bunch of screens and boss is going to have to play incredibly sound and disciplined defense on Steph. And if they do that, it allows the other people room to function. And if they don't do it well, Steph burns them. So you probably won't get that many Steph ISO and Marcus Smart, but you will get Marcus Smart running around, you know, going. I think they should ISO Marcus Smart. He's going to foul Steph. They all are going to foul Steph because they don't want to get cooked by Steph. So they're going to do too much, like it's 24 hour fitness, and they're going to foul him. And the Warriors aren't going to do that, though. They're going to they're going to put him through actions. And we saw Marcus Smart sit down and Derek White play, right? Just because they need to find offense. I mean, I think they average 105 points. Yeah, like they <laughs> really like, struggle to score. So um, they would have to really hold the Warriors down, and they or they'd have to score a lot more than they have. So they both are possible, but it's probably not likely. I'm interested to see. Andrew Wiggins and Jason Tatum because um, he played great defense against Luca. Um, and I think he's going to be solid on Jason Tatum too. I feel like Wiggins is going to, I don't want to say he's going to neutralize Tatum, but I do feel like, yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy to say it about Andrew Wiggins, but I I just think Wiggins is going to be a problem, man. Wiggins is going to be a problem. Uh, Jason Tatum is incredible. Like, there's no question about it. But if you look at his game, I don't don't know why. I think, I just think people sleep on his shooting and they just give him, (laughs) like, he just gets into a step back and I get it. He's like 6'10 and he gets that shot off. But if if we're if we're watching how Wiggins play Luca, where it's like, yo, you take away that step back. I mean, it's just really tough to to the Warriors to death. <laughs> it, it really is. It's tough to just every time I'm gonna get forty on drives. Like that's that's tough. That's tough. And you know, I think Wiggins is is a really good defender. For Jason Tatum, I don't want to say this because now Tatum's going to come out and drop fifty. But if I was picking a type of player to match up with Jason Tatum, I want a long leaper, somebody who, when he does that step back, can can contest that. Right. Uh, and I feel like if when we, when Tatum is making his threes, like he's incredibly tough to guard. When he's not, 
he's much he's much easier to solve and that is right up Wiggins alley so in the dallas series the youth movement made some noise for the warriors and then there were some people who came on late like belly who ended up being really good for that series um and me and you know my girl amber who are not the biggest fans of belly so (laughs) but i was really like quite impressed um is there anyone who you who we maybe shouldn't expect to see in this series i mean we know kerr will notoriously play like almost everyone but is there any anybody who we're like they're just not going to see time in this series i don't think so i think it's i think they'll open up in this series um I think you'll get more bodies, mostly because they tried to shorten that roster against Dallas and they were running dudes 40 minutes and the series changed kind of when they opened up the bench. I think they woke up to the fact that while everybody else is going seven deep, like we can, we can rest guys. I mean, some of the fourth quarters, man, he was sitting Steph forever. (laughs) It was like, yo, but but they were playing they were playing well i could see it going either way with kamiga you know i could see i could see it going either way with kamiga uh i could see them not feeling like yo he's ready but also see them wanting some type of rim pressure and to promote you know like pace so in the end, if if Gary Payton is healthy and playing well, I think those minutes go to him. So I can see Kaminga not playing. I I would have said Belly. He just don't fit in it. Like right. I can see Jalen Brown saying, "Hey, bro, like come on out here." Right. And there is no Luca for him to kind of body up with. Like it's just all athletes on the floor, but. I mean, he showed, man, like he, he, he going to give you, I'm not, I'm not a belly fan either. I don't think this is the series for him. I, I don't I didn't know. Think, I didn't think it was against Memphis. No, he didn't play much against Memphis. No. I, I didn't think Memphis. Yeah. This may not be a series for him, but I do feel like the way he played in the last series is going to make Steve say, <laughs> nah, let's ride with this dude. Let's ride with this dude. Let's go with it. Okay, well, Belly may see minutes, and I'm sure there's a couple of others who I don't think should see minutes. Well, but anyway, um, who, who, who? Drop <laughs> names. I think we the the Lee experimental time is 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 done. That's what I think. I understand that he was a part of that rotation that made the comeback in Dallas, but no, I I, I really don't want to see Lee minutes. So you think it's all moody? I would prefer Moody and I still would like Kaminga again in spot minutes. I think you try him until he shows you like he shouldn't be there. And I get what's happened, but his, his size, his athleticism, it's a problem. And even when he, I mean, look, his defense is, it needs work, but I mean, even when he doesn't score, when he goes, when he attacks the rim, like he always gets fouled and he goes to the free throw line and he's been making them. I just think that there's some positives that he offers. I do. I think they should tell him if you ever have an open three, you better drive. Cause he he just so thirsty to shoot that three. Yeah. And but if he's if he just drives and goes up hard, like it's probably gonna be a foul. So every but, single you know, time. The, the difficulty is, and I wonder how 
Boston's ISO heavy approach works because they don't do the like Luca thing where it's Luca drives, it creates all the action and he's whipping it around. They are your turn, Tatum, your turn, Brown, right? And I wonder if the lack of, you know, ball whipping and closing out and all that stuff makes makes it better for Kaminga. The pro- his problem is when they go man and switch the zone and then back to man and back to zone, he's just lost out there. Right. And that's a lot to ask for him. Uh, I always thought the answer is to put him at the top. The dude at the top doesn't have all these burdens, right? He just right. like, yo, man the top. You don't have to corner, dip down, you know, get in and out of the lane, all that stuff. Just put him on ball at the top. But Wiggins is really good at that, so you kind of want him there. Yeah, the, the maybe the defensive approach is simple enough, but I do think we'll see quite a bit of zone just because if you just take away their threes, they can't score enough. And that's that was the problem with Dallas. Yeah. That was the problem with Memphis. <laughs> when they made threes, they were in the game. If they didn't make threes, they simply couldn't score enough. The The difference is Boston just might be better at, at stopping the war. Like it, it'd be more like the last games without Ja in Memphis, right? where they're just more equipped to, to pressure on the perimeter and protect the rim. Dallas couldn't do both. Right. And Memphis with Ja couldn't do both. Right. Boston might be able to do both, but I mean, Man, the Warriors get buckets, bro. This is what, <laughs> what, they, is what do. they do. They get buckets. That's it's going to be even tough in to game stop them. two with Dallas, right? That was one of those nights where they were scorching from three, 23s, and the Warriors still like executed and closed at the end and won that game and, and, and chased. So that's the thing. On a night where Dallas made 23s, they still lost the game, which is remarkable. Yeah. And I think the, um, like the Warriors lead all teams in fourth quarter scoring. Steph is like, I think he had a, well, he, I don't think he, did he score last fourth quarter or maybe had like a, a few points, but like per minute, he's still the leader, even though I think Tatum and Brown passed him up in uh, points, but in like four more games. So like they finished, they're finishing games really well especially at home and and i i do think that's a big deal but i also think another big deal is like you gotta you gotta be able to make threes against the warriors you just have to and boston they can make threes man they shoot they're they're they shoot 40 percent. they just don't (laughs) they don't take a lot you know they don't like (laughs) right you know they know they shoot let's see where's boston Boston, 36.2%. They they make 13 threes a game. Dallas made 15, makes 15.8. Memphis made like 15 against the Warriors. So you're asking Boston to either take some of that back on defense or just really be consistent with making their threes. It's They can do it. I think anybody's equipped to do it. But then you also got to add on, that's now back-to-back seven-game series. Right. right? And, uh, it, it's it's just a tough. If if they pull this off, like they will be a legit championship. Yeah, like, it you know what I'm it'll be it'll be because they're great. It won't be, but I know people are gonna paint the narrative like, oh, the Warriors choke. Well, like, nope. If they do it, 
you're going to have to tip your cap to Boston because just people don't beat these. When they're healthy, you just don't beat Steph, Clay, and Draymond. No, no. So if they do it, that it, it will be exceptional that they did it. Yeah, and I like the Celtics. I like this team. So I don't have, like, any animosity towards them. Um, they don't, don't annoy like me. Smart. Stop it. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's their most unlikable player. But outside of him, like, they're not really annoying. The Warriors me. like Marcus Smart. All of them? I know Dre does. <laughs> but do Dre, they all? I think they respect them, you know. Like, okay. And yeah, you know, know they love Tatum, right? You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah they love. I, I mean, love Tatum, but... too. And he's like, he seems like a pretty humble dude. Like, he's just, like, trying to get better and... You know, I mean, no NBA player is truly that humble. But what I mean, just like he's not like really extra or anything. I like Tatum. I'm a big Jalen Brown fan. I like Jalen, too. I love Jalen Brown. Speaking of Jalen versus Jason, um, do you think the right player got the Eastern Conference Finals MVP? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because some I people thought so. Jalen should have at least gotten some votes. Jimmy Butler was the only other person who got a single vote. I mean, I do feel like that Jalen gets way like underrated in that, you know, in the comparison of them two. I do think like <laughs> it's closer than people closer. think, but yeah. but in that series and especially the way it ended, you know, J- Jason was the was the driving force. You know, he um, he closed games did. really well. He also, too, he was being doubled some, and I thought he played a really good floor game. You know, like, his playmaking has, has gotten better. So I think I think the right person won. I was just curious. Because, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of conversation around Steph winning. <laughs> um, well, covering, covering the Warriors conditions you to watch, like, what the defense is doing and who. Yeah. To me, the answer to all a lot of these questions is what the other team is saying. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the other team is saying, a hey, Butler, <laughs> Marcus Smart, you get on, you know what I'm saying? The other team is telling you what they're thinking in their locker room. And that probably should carry more weight in the conversation than it does. Yeah. Yes. See, Marcus, this is why. This is why Warriors fans love you because you do the Lord's work and you do your job so well. And so- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yes. No, With that said, Celtics at three. <laughs> yeah. What's your real prediction, Marcus? Do you do predictions? Do, like, do you do say predictions. I don't do predictions. Is that true? Probably Predictions true. are a waste of time. For what? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know any more than anybody. It's an well, educated guess, but that's fine. You don't have to. Um, uh, I mean, Warriors in seven. How about that? What does that tell anybody? Do you know if you pick a seven game series, it's a pick them, but do you really yeah. pick seven games? It's okay. I, I mean, remember when Pat Bev was on ESPN and they asked him, he was like, I got to see game one first. Like, man, that stuff matters. Uh, like, it's, it just tells you a lot. I thought Memphis would beat the Warriors. And then I watched game one. I'm like, they're not beating the Warriors. I thought Dallas would be a fight. Then I watched game one. I'm like, oh, this is over in five. You know, you could just see how things play out. Like sometimes we project 
you know what I'm saying? Like, like we project and our projections are based on information that don't include right now. So like who, who knows if Boston goes out, make 23s and lose game one, like that's a ball game, right? We could say that at that point, like they play their best game and they lose, right? If Boston takes game one, it's, it's a whole different series. So I just don't like, I don't have enough information, especially these two teams. Like we haven't seen them. We've seen them two times. One was in March. And again, these weren't the Warriors that they saw, right? Like, so it's really tough to kind of put that all in perspective. I could see a scenario where the Warriors win this thing in five and it ain't crazy. They they haven't lost at home. They, they go up 2-0, they go to Boston every everything about every metric everywhere says they'll win a road game so they'll come back home three <laughs> one like, right. we've seen this story play out right like yes, we've seen it play times. out so if boston don't win one of the first two games they'd be in jeopardy like that's just the bottom line to lose it five but if they get one of the first two now it's like okay they gotta win two at chase because the warriors are gonna get one Unless they just somehow break the streak and the Warriors don't win in Boston, which I don't know why that would be. Everybody else has won in Boston. Right. <laughs> why, right. why wouldn't the Warriors, right? So, like, you could see a scenario where this ends in five, and I could see it where it ends in seven. Like, we kind of – I just I just need more information. But if I say Boston, then I'm going to have Warriors fans pissed at me. And if I say Warriors, then That's I'm just true. a homer. So what's the point? Like, it doesn't – and none of it even actually matters, right? It doesn't, it has no outcome, no, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather write the stories and do the breakdowns than like no, leave the predictions all, to the genius. That's all fair stuff. I don't even know what my prediction is yet, but all of my predictions have been right so far. So I like, I feel like a lot of pressure to get this one right. They've been right. So hold on, what'd you pick the Nugget series? Five. And Memphis and six? Yep. And Dallas and five? Yep. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty so good. So now I'm like, oh, the pressure. <laughs> Don't be wrong. I know. I know. Let's just say that I got the Warriors winning it all. So we'll go there. And maybe by the end of the show... Cause I don't like, and all of those, my gut really told me something. Um, and then just thinking about like the matchups, but I don't know. I don't, I haven't, I haven't gotten the feeling yet. So, but I just feel confident that the Warriors are going to win. So that's what I'm going with for now. Um, and I don't but think like, it's isn't seven. there a part of you that like, we're going to watch this series and Boston's like, they're going to be tired. They're going to look overwhelmed. They're going to look like a team that's in the finals for the first time. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, and then everybody's going to be like, of course they beat <laughs> Boston. Like they're that's the what they always do. And it frustrates <laughs> me because I remember I tweeted something and then they tried to like, quote, unquote, pack me up um, on the uh, timeline because there was like a bunch, of, I think ESPN picks and like Ramona Shelburne was the only person who had the Warriors in five in Denver and everyone else had it like six, seven. Some people even picked Denver and like, I think when they went up 3-0, I, I tweeted and I was like, shame on all of you, you know, like joking. Um, and people were like, the series isn't over yet. Da, 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 da. They all picked the Warriors. And I'm just like, okay, but you're sort of missing the point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't understand why people thought it was going to be close. And then 
yeah, when I went on, on Brother from Another and I was talking with Michael Holly and I said, people think this series with, da- with Dallas is going to be long, but uh, I think it's going to be five games. <laughs> um, so I don't know. When it comes to the Celtics, maybe it's because I really like the Celtics and respect them. So like, I don't want to they're say. so tough, dude. Like, you know they're what I've never legit. under... You know what I never underestimate about NBA players is like hungry dudes, man. Right. Hungry dudes played different. They got a lot of hungry dudes. Like Al, Al Horford, Horford is hungry. Too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, you can't, man. You, I, this is the same reason I expected James Harden to win a title at some point, but I guess he wasn't that hungry. But no. at some point, when dudes are just hungry to win, like, it just brings out another level. And I feel like Boston's got some hungry cats, they man. Do. Like, they I really like Al Horford. I really like him. I do. I, I, I wanted Tatum. him on the Warriors. I love. Yeah, I, I, that would, he would have been. A, he'd been a great small ball five. God, I love yeah, him. Jalen Brown is hungry, man. Like these dudes are, like their whole reputation is on the line. You know what I'm saying? And they play like it, like. To me, that you just can't discount that. So I can see it going either way, man. I can see. You don't the think the Warriors are hungry, though? Absolutely. That's they what feel I, disrespected, right? I, I just think they know what's at stake. You know what I'm saying? I think they know, like, what's going on. This is the chance for them to shut everybody up, and I don't think they. I don't think they want to miss that. You know, although I do think them getting to the finals shuts everybody up. But the truth is, I I don't, if anybody's going to be talking now after this, then they're going to talk anyway. Like there's nothing the Warriors can do. There's literally nothing the Warriors can do. Whatever they do, you you can find a reason to dismiss it for whatever reason. Uh, And the people who want to, they will. But this team was never supposed to be back in. They were supposed to be done. That's what they were supposed to be. And they're back in the finals, right? Those so that's experts, not Natalie. I never yeah, knew that. I, just, I knew yeah, they so were the, coming back. <laughs> I, I feel like they've uh, pulled that. I feel like they pulled it off and this is like a chance to finish it. But I mean, if you look, if you're looking at this thing in the, in the larger scope, which is like how Steph views it, right? When he signed a five-year deal. This ain't like a one-year plan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if they're in the finals this year, like what happens now when they can retool, they can right. add players? You know, there were players telling the Warriors, no, people chose Brooklyn right. over the Warriors. Does Not that happen this summer, now? They're going to be you know saying yes. <laughs> like, Does that happen now? You know, so they're doing this by playing. They're playing Moses Moody, a rookie, right, who's really good, but he's still a rookie. They're trying to play Kaminga. They would love Kaminga to be able to play. So they're relying on pieces that aren't fully developed, right? So, you know, who's to say some, you know, a big man or whatever? Who's to say Al Horford is like, yo, man, (laughs) somebody like that say, yo, I kind of want to play there. I'm just saying like, they don't view this as a one-year plan. Like Steph signed an extension, He's, he's there. He's got four more years, so he's viewing it as that, right? And, you know, they got two more years with Draymond and Clay under contract. So, like, they're looking at it like, yo, this is what we do now. We're back. We're, we're a contender. We're going to stay a contender. We're going to be in this. 
you know, we're going to make some tweaks and retool here and there. You know, we may lose some players. You may get some players. But to me, the fact that they're back here is it disproves anything. Like they're right. back here with an entire new cast of, of, you know, of role players, an entire new cast of players. They're back here when people said they couldn't be. So whether they win it or not, to me, I think they pulled it off. And I do think at some point they're going to win a championship. Uh, yes. you know, but wow. we're, you're banking a lot on Jordan Poole, who's never been there before, Moses Moody, Andrew Wiggins, who's never seen this state. Like, there are some question marks that we don't know. And while what we've seen to this point, it looks very encouraging, the finals are different. <laughs> right? Well, it is. And it's also different for Boston, too, by right. the way, right? It's also right. different. We don't know how they're going to respond on that stage right especially when you start entering fatigue and injury so that's why it's tough it's really tough to call but i do feel like there's a lot of vindication for both teams by making it to the finals yeah i'm glad you said that that the finals are different because there's been a conversation this morning about experience and people are like boston does have experience they've been to the, the the eastern conference finals you know four times and that's true but um, the finals are still different. Nah, man, that stuff don't count when it's when it's Steph. All them conference finals don't matter when we when people talk about like exactly. Steph don't get it done. He never shows up. Bro got all kind of conference finals dominance happening, right? Game seven closeouts against Oklahoma City. None of that stuff count. The Rockets, <laughs> just so the many Rockets, right? Yeah, None of that stuff count like game. Dude dropped 33 in the second half, you know, against Houston. But the narrative oh, is he don't he don't show up in big A. So you either either none either everything before the finals don't count or it does. Like pick right. one. But for Steph, it's been none of that stuff counts. You just haven't dropped 50 in the finals. So you you aren't that good. Like that's what that's what people are saying. So I'll, you know. You got to keep that I, same energy. I think if I just like, whatever, how many games it will take or whatever. I think when I just step back and just consider basketball, like for most, most of the time in the NBA, the better team wins a series. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the Warriors are the better team. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm they've even it. lost a series when they were the better team, which is crazy. Sometimes injuries happen, right? Right. So <laughs> like, I yeah, should I should always caveat like barring injuries, yeah. right? Barring injuries, I'm usually the be usually more times than not the better team wins the NBA series. Um, yeah. and that that's what people sort of lose. And it look, it might be debatable anyway, but I think that's what people sort of lose about like the playing games when they hold like Memphis against them. It's like that was a single game. Like if it was a series, that may have not been the outcome, but you know, um, we'll never know, but it's, it, you know, in a series, when you have to play several games versus a team, usually the better team wins. And oftentimes the team that has oftentimes the teams that has the best player um, will win too. And, so and I would, my stance this entire time, even when they were losing, like even when people were picking them to win 39 games, I've always said this. If you get Steph, Draymond, and Clay in the playoffs healthy, like we just don't see people beating them. Right. Like, period. Like this was true in 2019 and it's true today, amazingly. 
when they're healthy, if you get them in the playoffs, that's your puncher's chance. It's like that them dudes just don't lose over the course of a series. It's really difficult to beat them four times because you got to beat all of them, right? You you have and now you that, that's that's what makes the Wiggins revelation so important. Now you got to be Wiggins. Like if he's with them, that's like four dudes who at some point over the course of the series are going to show up, right? Looney, right? And then if if Jordan Poole balls out for two games, right? Like that's what I'm saying like it they get it's two hard. good games from Jordan Poole. Like it's hard to beat these dudes. It's not like, you know, like Tatum and Brown and Hor- like they got to get you two or three. They got to get you all four games. You know what I'm saying? Like they got it. Like who's the other dude that's going to go off? It's got to be Tatum or Brown. Who's the other dude that's going to go off? Who's the other dude that might pop up and drop 30? The Warriors have three dudes who might drop 30, really four when you throw in Wiggins. He hasn't done it yet, but 27 is like 35. Right. But like, that's what I'm saying. They have four dudes who on any given game can beat you. And that's just, it's just a lot, man. So that's what I'm saying. I I don't I think people always are looking for a reason to dismiss the Warriors, but I think history will show that these dudes are tough, man. Like Barry. And whoever, whoever beats them, like that's gonna be a feather in their cap. You ain't gonna be like like is LeBron walked away from that 2016, like, look, now I'm the GOAT, right? <laughs> he was like, I just beat these dudes. What? So it's like these dudes are tough, man. They they never stop coming. They never quit. They never back down. They never run from a fight. You, you know, like, they don't complain about circumstances. They just go out and hoop. Like, that's what they do. And I think that's why the players on the court respect them because that's how they are. So if you beat them four times healthy, man, you, you legit. Like, you made it. That's, that's the mama I made it moment. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> That's what it is. So if if Boston can do it, Memphis walked away from that series. You don't hear no chirping. You heard, hey, man, they're they're champions. Like, they're veterans, right? After all that talk, they wasn't walking away talking about, oh, you heard them talking about, like we Lua Lucas say, man, I learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's day tough. Kids' comments after the Warriors went up 3-0, I thought were very telling their post-game comments. Um, And it was interesting to hear a a star player of Luca's caliber and a coach like Jason Kidd talk like that. Because it almost sounded like they were saying, yeah, we concede. Um, And they didn't. They came out and they played game four hard, but it was like they were almost like, all right, we we concede. We're done. Yeah, we got this. (laughs) I think we'll view those Warriors. I think we'll start to view these Warriors. I mean, we already know but like the nation would view the Warriors like the Spurs, man. You beat the Spurs, you become a worthy champion. Like you, you beat you beat Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker and Greg Popovich. All right, you must be you nice. You know nobody said the Spurs were trash because of it, right? Nobody says. I mean, they lost in the first round before. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like Steph ain't losing in the first round since he became a champion, right? Uh, but Nope. It, it wasn't like a knock against the Spurs to beat them. It was a sign of another team, like proving themselves worthy. I think that's how we will view the Warriors is if Boston beats them. Right. 
Like it's like, <laughs> yo. I mean, that's not that won't be the narrative. It'll be like I told right. you the worst stuff, ain't that? You know, people say, but history and time will show. Like you just don't beat them dudes when they're healthy and playing at the same time. So I want to see the next team that can do it. I look forward to it. For sure. All right. So I have one more thing to ask you about, Marcus, really quick before we wrap. But before I do, I'm going to have a quick word from Loop. Hey, guys. So I'm so excited to announce that I'm partnering with Loop. Loop offers hoop enthusiasts and sports fans like yourselves another way to take your love for the game to the next level. They provide sports cards for card collectors and lovers of the game. Download the Loop app so you can be a part of one of the fastest growing sports communities. Use my personal link, loop.cards forward slash natfluential. Loop is spelled L-O-U-P-E and natfluential is spelled N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L. So use my personal link, like I said, loop.cards, plural, forward slash natfluential. And when you use that link to download the Loop app, you'll get $20 towards your first purchase in the Loop app. All right. So go ahead, go download it now. All these details that I included will be in the description for the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, it's also available in the description for the show. And there's a link there so you can click it, go click it, click the link now and get the $20 towards your first purchase. Don't say I never did anything for you. Happy purchasing. All right. And we're back. So Marcus, you were recently on the low post podcast and like clips of you were being retweeted of everything you were saying. I thought it was like a really great discussion, but something we touched on earlier, um, when you were saying like, or when we were talking about like Steph and like, like how people would discount his Western conference finals experience, they want him to go score 50. And there's a thing that I, that I feel like I observe happening with Steph, but I, I'm trying to see if I'm, if I'm off, but I feel like he's always held, like when people judge him, he's held against himself in a different way though, than I think happens to other stars, right? Like, you know, it's like, when people were considering him for all NBA, let's say, for example, this year, it was like the shooting slump. But then when you actually compare him to the other guys, I guess, who like made first team over him, the numbers were pretty comparable. So it's always like, well, Steph didn't shoot his normal percentages. Or like when people say he has a down year, it's always compared to 2016, which is like the best season ever for him, but also maybe one of the greatest offensive seasons seasons of all time time. and it's like why is he expected to match that every year um and if he doesn't then somehow he's not dominant it's like a very strange thing to me um that I don't understand and and it's like when people watch the game and see the defenses are keyed in on him like they're targeting him they're designed to stop him and then he still has the numbers that he does Instead of marveling at it, people are like, oh, well, look, he didn't do this. And I, it's just, I feel like I, I haven't watched this happen with another player. And it's, it's something that still, I, I struggle to understand why it happens. I think it happened with Bron, especially in the, the earlier years before uh, Cleveland. People, you know, LeBron went through the ringer, man, and he was doing crazy stuff and still being criticized but I do think it's just a sign of 
bad basketball discourse. Okay. You know, like we just don't really know how to talk about basketball anymore. <laughs> like it's uh, everybody has their, I mean, the basketball dialogue is a lot like American politics, right? Everybody has picked their side. Yes. And whatever has happened, what whatever happens becomes either validation or a need to defend. Like, so if you've already said he's trash, you can't, if you've already said he's not worthy, you can't, you can't ever, you know Change what I'm saying? Change your opinion. Yeah. I mean, like Kendrick Perkins said, if Steph wins another finals and the finals MVP, he will pass magic. And it's like, if he's better than magic, he's better than magic. If he's not, he's not like, so when did finals MVP become the barometer for who's great and who's not? Uh, it, 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 it has only been used. It only became a relevant metric when it was used against Steph like that. Otherwise, I mean, otherwise it was like, thank you for saying this. Cause MVP I say tournament. it and people, nobody say, cares. About, nobody, fan. I'm like, nobody I've been watching cared about for years. Nobody cared about when I was growing up, nobody ever cared about the finals MVP. Like never, we never, I've never used that as a metric. I've never was like, yo, but you, I've defended Jordan with all of my life. My entire teenagehood was talking about the greatness of Michael Jordan. And that one time was I like, but he has six finals MVPs. Like it never crossed my mind, but, but <laughs> I get And Magic I mean, I is guess. my favorite point guard. And I was like, I've never in my life once talked about a Magic Johnson finals MVP when yeah, discussing him. Did. Yeah, I mean, cause, <laughs> cause it's like if Kareem won the finals MVP, is that really telling me from what I watched that Magic Johnson wasn't great? Did Cornbread Maxwell win in finals MVP mean that wasn't Larry Bird's team? Right. Like, and Worthy we won about? over Magic before. Yeah, it's like, what are we talking? <laughs> like, to me, I just never understood that. I, I would like to see this argument being made pre-2015 because I got basketball cards and... <laughs> Finals MVP it was ain't done with there. Kobe and Shaq, but I was it like, may, maybe it was. Maybe the it focus was. wasn't on the award. It was like, oh, Kobe can't do it without Shaq. It didn't. Yeah, but it's always used to denigrate, right? It's it's just used. It's a tool to denigrate. It's not a tool. Like the people who win, like if you're a Cornbread Maxwell, like you're Andre Iguodala, it's a boon to your resume. Like I was Finals MVP, right? Jordan don't need a finals MVP. He's Michael Jordan. Right. Magic don't need, like, we never looked at that. It's like, oh, that's official. Like, league MVP was the one. Like, that's exactly. over exactly. a whole season. I just, I never got that. But I do feel like our discourse is just centered around being right. And our being right requires denigrating other players. Like, it's just to me, it's not even fun. That's why I don't, I don't engage in it. I'm not having these conversations. Like I love hoop. I've been loving it. I've been watching this my entire life, man. I, I, I was a, I was a 13 year old kid living in like extreme poverty, like not trying to go outside because this is where people die. And I was watching NBA. Like to me, when the when LeBron and 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 and, and Kyrie like one game six and a uh, game seven in 2016 i was i was thinking i can't believe i'm at one of those type of moments that i watched as a kid 
Like, cause this is hoop and all of this stuff, wins and losses, great, all of this stuff is a part of the greatness of the NBA. You right. know, I remember what it was like having, I hated the Celtics. <laughs> I hated Dennis Johnson. You know what I'm saying? And they used to beat the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? And that was what we watched. We was watching Magic and it was like, I hated them. But just being on that stage to me was was crazy. Man. It was like, that's the stage right there. This is it. And they got the intro music. And, you know, this to me, all of that was just the amazing, the the like the amazement of it. So when I see these players now, to me, it's crazy to take anybody in the finals and use that as the platform to denigrate a player. Like, this is the ultimate. Like, people are in other countries with no water on an internet cafe watching this. There are no real losers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. I, no, to I me, that my, it's crazy. If somebody wins a championship, and somebody loses, like, obviously, there are reasons people lose, and you talk about that, but I just never understood why it's not a boon to the team that wins. Like, yeah. that that just that just doesn't make sense to me. But that's our conversation. We are so, like, even now, we're talking about Steph or KD. Like, why? <laughs> why are we talking about that? Like, I don't understand that. Why are we talking about because like they, the use, Lakers, they use it to denigrate our guy, Marcus. You know why Warriors but are I just, talking that, about it. I just think that's the di- the dialogue is just like in the end when we're all 65 and we're all gray and wrinkled and, you know, hopefully we're not alone, right? And we're talking to our grandkids or whatever about it. Like you will, no one will be saying Steph was trash. No, they won't. They will be saying, bruh, you should have seen this dude. I got to watch. Just like how my daddy and them talked about Bernard King, you know, and I'm like, you're not, nobody ever talks about like Bernard King couldn't play defense or, or Kareem wasn't. No, they talk about, man, this dude, you think this dude is good now? You should have seen that Steph Curry. Like we ain't gonna be talking about this. So to me, it's just like a current phenomenon that don't really matter. These dudes are exceptional, like they, they are tremendous. And we're either watching like champions be coronated again, or we're going to watch a new great become a champion. I just don't know how that becomes a negative conversation. I really right. don't understand that. And I really don't want to participate in that. That's I'd rather go play with my daughter. <laughs> well, listen, that is like the perfect place to end it. Wise words from a wise man. Um, my favorite NBA writer, just so dope. Um, someone who I admire. Thank you, Marcus. Oh, here we go. Listen, Marcus Thompson of The Athletic. When did I I first ask you to come on? Oh, here we go. Like beginning, this like might have been before the playoffs. Marcus, can you please stop saying you asked me to come on? That's that's not what happened. She's been pushing me off to the finals. First, it was supposed to be West Finals. I'm like, yo, can I just get on for the Denver? Oh my god, can I just get off? See all these other people on, and I can't get on. None of this happened, people. This is not true. Okay, (laughs) like obviously, if all Matt listeners know, there's been a buildup of the guests, right? And what do they say? You you save the best for last, right? So oh, man. Can't um wait to see who's next then. I know, honestly, like I really wanted to have you on like a couple episodes later, but that's it. Like I'm 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 out. You are my I'm, I'm glad you're the my one. Bag and works. 
I'm glad my bag at work. It is my privilege. <laughs> it is my honor. Uh, <laughs> you are you are a soldier on the social battlefield, and it is hilarious to watch. <laughs> and I appreciate I appreciate uh, diverse voices in our space. We need more. Thank you. So Thank be you. Lif- be lifted up. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate, you know, the Warriors fans, in particular, the Oakland natives who have accepted me, embraced me. I know everyone doesn't, and some did not want to. They're like, who's this outsider? But over time, I earned some respect from some of them. So thanks. I appreciate that. Um, All right, guys. So Marcus Thompson, pleasure talking with you as always. I know you have a job to go get back to, so I'm going to let you go. Um, looking forward to the finals. Yeah, I'm going to say, no, I can't make a prediction. I'm not ready yet. So maybe I will later in my space, but Warriors win it all. All right, guys, you know the drill. Please like, rate, review, all those things. They help me. Until next time, take care.